Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And uh, welcome to today's episode, The End of Transformers Prime, Season 1. So, uh, is, is the, has the rising been completed? Do we get like chocolate bunnies and colored eggs now? Uh, maybe a ham. (laughs) I was thinking of a cake shaped like Unicron. Ooh. I I guess you could, uh, you could, uh, you could have like a bunt cake around it to form his ring. Ooh. Yeah. Something like that. And, and you go, well, the, the horns are the only really hard part. Yeah, those you might have to make those out of like fondant. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's fine. Fondant is pretty exciting these days. It's it actually you a can, lot you of can... progress in fondant technology. Depending upon the size of the cake, if you make it big enough, you can make the ring out of uh, a collection of Twinkies and cupcakes. Mm. <laughs> that sounds delicious. So previously on Transformers oh, Prime, the Earth is actually Unicron. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I mean, I guess there's a pretty obvious reason being they wanted to do a Unicron story. Yes, but they were on Earth, and Megatron has been uh, chowing down on the blood of Unicron, so now Unicron is in his brain. Yeah, it's not the best idea. Yes, and brain also brain. because because of a planetary alignment, Unicron is now awakening. And is probably going to destroy all life on Earth. So Megatron has decided to team up with the Autobots to go inside the Earth's core to kill Unicron. To destroy the Grand Pooba and eliminate even the toughest states. Previously on Transformers Prime, rocks fall, everyone dies. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of rock Unicrons. Yes. Mm. Not so much in this episode, though. This is uh, this is more no, of a, like an this is uh, more of an inner space. Yeah, but in the previously parts, oh, previously it was it's definitely all about rocks ro- yeah. falling and trying to kill people. Mighty rocks, mighty vehicles, something, something <laughs> rock lords. I've already forgotten that jingle. <laughs> As has everyone else. I can still remember the words to rock lobster if that helps. That's... No, we, you did that last. Well, you did it on the Patreon. Episode. There goes a Unicron. <laughs> you, did, you even did that. In, I, I think in our um, animated episode with the Rock Lords. Oh yes, yes, yes. You like that song too much. It's a good song. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't understand this don't too much good. being added on to the end of that. <laughs> anyway, so Megatron is anyway so... inside Cthunicron. Megatron's having a headache. Yep, yes. he's having those Galvatron headaches from the movie. That uh, <gasps> in this yeah, case, that, it is prophetic yes. visions of the future. Yeah, like the the past two episodes haven't really been like Transformers the movie like, but this episode really is like the last fifteen twenty minutes of Transformers the movie. Yes, a little bit. We we may have Transformers the movie very fresh in our imaginations. Uh, Cause we, because we recorded an episode about it, and then we actually went to go see it. Yes. <laughs> in, that in that order. order. <laughs> Which, it was fun. So almost everyone... embarrassing how little of a hindrance that turned out to be. Yeah. Yeah, not really. <laughs> we, we forgot a few minor things, or just like weird scenes like them, 
Uh, you, you mentioned Rob the um yes one in scene the, where they're riding over kickback getting and, into and Autobot ki- City. And kickback's movements are very like accurately insectile, and I thought that was neat. Yeah, it, it's very reference from a bug just crawling across the rock. Or something. I mean it. I, I guess it makes sense because obviously it was animated in Japan, and the Japanese do love their bugs. They really love beetles. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, m- mostly beetles, uh, the stags, and things. although in this case it was a grasshopper. That too. They love well, those. Too. There's always common rider. So that is true. Yes. No cicadas, or no cicadas were the uh, deluxe insectivores. But uh, no, I even remembered. Uh, I even remembered that it was presented by Delorentis Entertainment Group. I I, yeah, I thought of you when it. I saw that come up on the screen Same. <laughs> in the theater. I was like, "Yay!" Oh, when I, when Optimus Suprema die, everybody a cry. <laughs> yeah. This and more inappropriate ethnic stereotypes can be yours if you subscribe to our Patreon. Yes. Yeah. No, no little children cried in my theater when I saw it. Oh, there, there actually were little children there. I was happy. There were like little oh, wow. eight and ten year old boys just bouncing around, the head banging to the music. It was fun. <laughs> As they do. As small <laughs> children tend to. Uh. So anyway, we're we're walking through the innards of Unicron. Uh, RC is not thrilled to be down there with the guy who is kind of possessed by Robot Satan. <laughs> and she's, she's all, like, yeah. "Is this really a good idea?" And Optimus is like, "No." <laughs> but nobody has any better ones. No, that's where they're at with this right now. With all Me- this nonsense. Meanwhile, back on the surface, all sorts of crazy crap is still happening. There are 60 volcanoes uh, erupting worldwide, and there are six inches of snow in Honolulu. You know, that's like a couple... It's just another polar vortex. It's fine. Yes. A polar lava vortex. Yes. Also, I'm not sure if it's just that one volcano, or if every volcano is erupting purple. I assume that was the same volcano, but... That's yeah, a good point. I, if it, if they're all per, people are going to be asking questions. Yeah. Maybe, no. I was going to say maybe they're just not seeing it, but no, this is the internet. This is the modern world. Everyone sees everything. How many volcanologists is Agent Fowler going to have to pay hush money to? <laughs> <laughs> Raph's just going to have to hack all their websites. It's fine. None of them, none of them set up two-factor authentication. I, I am paying... National Ge- Geographic so much to color correct their photos. Yes. <laughs> Listen, just just run these photos from Mount St. Helens and airbrush out that El Camino that you can see in the corner. <laughs> it's fine. It'll be fine. It's close enough. Uh, yeah, everybody is uh, trying to stay cheery at, uh, at the Autobot base because, of course, the kids are there, Ratchet is there, <laughs> and uh, and our two human adults are there. Yes. Our I think two. June wants to know if everybody wants to play a game. It's it's very yeah. it's very mom of her. Like, did she bring board games? Are they going to play like I Spy? 
maybe, I mean, maybe this is what you do when there's a disaster. Like when you're all hiding in the basement because there's tornadoes. Meanwhile, Fowler's being the dad. He's on the verge of starting to swear and stomping about. Yeah. (laughs) And he's definitely going to call somebody and do something about this. Like the Pentagon. What are you going to (laughs) do? Like it is too. Er- you you do not have enough time to to mount a the core. <laughs> Stanley Tucci will not be ready in time. Aww, he's too busy being in the Michael Bay movies. Man, I really hope he's in Bumblebee, just as like Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, not even he's not even doing a Ronald Reagan impression. They just turn on the TV and it's Stanley Tucci in a Reagan wig. Telling Gorbachev to tear down this wall. Yes. Oh, he should be Reagan and Gorbachev. Oh, it's just, I mean, he already has the Gorbachev hair, so he just kind of, like, put some smuts on his forehead. Yeah, just get (laughs) some, like, red jam smeared on his head. Anyway, Ratchet knows how to pass the time, and that is with exposition. Yay! Yay, history lesson about Cybertron. So he talks about how... Back when Optimus and Megatron were dating. Yes, they used to be buds. Possibly platonic, possibly not. I'm going to say not because it wouldn't be me otherwise. (laughs) That's that's my, that's what I do. So yeah, we get a little, uh, we get a little um, DreamWorks uh, origin in here. Little uh, Generation 1 cartoon. um, A little bit of the... Um, a little bit IDW, although I'm not sure, I don't think the IDW stuff was out yet at this point. Who wants to hear about War Dawn? No, I won't lecture you about War Dawn. It's mostly chunks of stuff that were in, like, the 400-page story bible of the aligned continuity. Yes. That was talked about forever at BotCons, but never amounted to much of anything. Because, uh, I think the Prime staff half ignored it. It's like, eh, we'll take some of these ideas and ignore that... But, but. It's like, like a guideline. Yeah, but like the second half of this history lesson is also War for Cybertron. Yes, because I don't think we've touched much on those, but those games came out pretty much simultaneously with this, and they're kinda sorta in continuity with each other. <laughs> Technically. Uh, they're supposed to be, but like, it, it ends up, the games are fun as hell. Yeah, I have not played them. It, it was also a lot of multiplayer, so it wouldn't be fun now, because that's gone. Right. Presumably. But, like, but like the second one very much ended like, oh, this is just leading into G1. Mm. Which you could kind of, there are similarities here, but not enough. Like it ended with the two ships in, in space, and, and it was very much the first episode of G1. Mm. <gasps> is there Mount St. Hillary or whatever? Yeah. Well, it, it was a fight between the two ships and, and before the crash on Earth. Right. So, yeah, so Orion Pax, as a concept, started with War Dawn, an episode during G1 from season two that I care about a lot because it's got the aerial bots <laughs> in it. <laughs> Going all time travel-y. It's, it's very much like the perfect example of the like aerobot team dynamic as i like to to describe it with them not all being assholes it's really just <laughs> slingshot and the rest of it cascades down from there uh because he's very much the instigator 
in that episode. It's like, Uh, they're like two Bills and two Teds and Silverbolt is kind of the adult. Yes. He's, he's the grown up in the room. (laughs) So great. He, his job is basically to go bail the others out of trouble. Uh, so, so there's that. Uh, that is basically about how Orion Pax and his girlfriend Ariel and their buddy Dion, who has gotten retconned into being various other G1 people. Uh, yeah, he's like three different people depending upon which continuity you Or maybe he's just dead. Yeah, I, I say he's just dead personally. I mean, his he's na- mostly just dead, yeah. I mean, his name is Dion. <laughs> that, that's your hint. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So they were just like dock workers or something, and Megatron showed up with a couple Decepticons, and they were like, look at these guys, they fly, that's so awesome. And the Aerialbots were like, we have come back through time, and also we fly, and you shouldn't really follow that guy, dude, because he's a bad guy. And then, like, Megatron blows up all the Energon in the warehouse, which is a really great way to store explosives, I'll tell ya. Just lots of them in a single well, warehouse. Well, where else are you gonna store it? And, uh, and then Alpha Trion rebuilds Orion Pax into Optimus Prime, because at this point, they didn't have the Matrix yet, uh, in- <laughs> You know, as as a story device, presumably they would have had it in, you know, it, it should have been there, but the writers were not aware of the Matrix yet. Yes. Uh, and then he's like, oh, and I guess I'll rebuild this lady friend. I'll call her Alita One. Uh, and so uh, that is the initial origin of all that. And then the Orion Pax as archivist thing is from the Simon Furman's War Within stuff for Dreamwave. Uh, and then I guess that that had Megatron as a gladiator. Actually, I think is like... Uh, That's from the UK G- comics, UK, I think. Yeah, it's from it UK G1. Oh, yes. right, yeah. Yeah, there was some backstory well, was it, Wasn't from... it like only mentioned like in a couple panels or something? I think it's like a um... Da-da-da. I mean, it's definitely. It's like backstory. one of it's a text. I think, sto- I think it was a text story in like one of the annuals. Yeah, there's a text story. Oh. I think, and when there's definitely a a story that takes place back then, uh, but then also it's just like established history, uh, and of course that being Simon Furman that also carries over into more recent stuff, and then that really got picked up on a lot with the current IDW stuff, but that was contemporary to if not after yes. this story so so anyway that that are that is the the various origins so i guess orion pax as cop which is where idw ended up uh something that sort of came about by itself um, mm-hmm. because yeah the archivist thing that that was the origins well, of that because you if you're going life. to do any past stories with up uh, with or Optimus Prime is Orion Pax. If you're going to do more than just one story, like having him be an archivist is kind of boring. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, librarians are boring. Anyway, but what is new to this is uh, the the gladiator taking his name from one of the thirteen original primes. Uh, in this case, Megatronus, which is a terrible name. 
yeah, that, it's like he's the well Judas of the group, kind of. Yeah, he's the he's the robot Judas. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess also kind of. I, I guess mean, it's Kane because he commits the first murder on Cybertron. Yeah, he's he's also kind of that. He's kind of the Lucifer. Is that? I mean. But he was a gladiator. Like, you think there aren't gladiators who were like, yeah, I'm the devil. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, I guess if you're going by the wrestling analogy, yes. So, yeah. Man, he was like the Undertaker of Cybertron? Yeah, it's a <laughs> stage name. Uh, Starscream, I assume, his Paul Bearer. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing, but now I'm very sad. <laughs> what? I'm the biggest wrestlers ever. Uh, that's terrible. Anyway, it's a, a a clerk about history becomes friends with a gladiator with uh, ideals of becoming a politician. Oh my god, he's um, crap. My brain just fu- Jesse Ventura. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Megatron the brain. Uh, now I'm sad. So anyway, yeah, they uh pro- it, did it Mega- didn't it mention him being a poet? Not in, Not this, in this one, no. Ow. I think there's other stuff that mentions him being a poet and like writer. Well, yeah, it's I- IDW days of quite a few times. Anyway, so he yeah, he shortens his name to Megatron, drops the us because that's less dumb. Um <laughs> and he, you know, goes before the council and is all, "Hey, we should uh, you know, burn everything." Um Give me the power of the primes, and uh, everything will be awesome. But uh, Orion Pax is all, hey, maybe we should do this, you know, peacefully and not murder a bunch of people. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, what is this not murdering you speak of? This sounds weak. Yes. And foolish. So so this sets up... This sets up the canonicity that Optimus Prime is good at speechifying. Yes. Yeah. This is his origin story. (laughs) I'm sure that speech was like three hours long. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, he's standing by this big, sharp metal guy with shark teeth. Yes. What? That's so, a great look for a politician. Yes. So anyway, there's uh, there's a there's now a war for Cybertron. Uh, the stuff in the video games happens. I think Dark Energon contaminates the planet. Oh no! Yeah, and then there's going down to the core, which is Primus stuff. Yeah, and yes. that and that's where uh, Optimus got the uh, the Matrix of Leadership, which we see here is kind of weird looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird, angular. It, it's it's kind of like the, the regular Matrix we know, only melted a little. Yeah, like they left it on the stove or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a little they droopy did. in the middle. So he nobody gets, shoots God in the face this time, thankfully. Yeah, so he gets the Matrix. He becomes Optimus Prime, who is now the last of the Primes. And of course, Megatron wanted that, so now they are they are enemies forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah, it's a little less that Megatron led a movement that got out of hand, and more of it he just wanted to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if it becomes super jealous when when his his little friend, who's always got his face in books, becomes a big hero. So, yeah, damn it, books are important. It is the nerd versus jock battle for the ages. Yes. Mm. 
So we're we're back inside the Earth. Bulkhead is feeling not great because I guess there's you know we're inside Unicron. His blood is dark energon, so there's dark energon radiation all over. Yes, it's inter- You would think that he might, you know, being like a big guy, he might have a higher tolerance for it. You would but think I guess so. Not. He's like one of those big guys who's a real lightweight. I guess. Yeah. He's a frail whale, or maybe it's just because he has more energon in him. Possibly. With the dark energon smith. Or maybe still not 100% over having, uh, you know, that uh, crazy energon formula in his brain. Aww. He's not 100%. Anyway, so, uh, unfortunately, before anything else can happen, it's a, it becomes a real dactyl nightmare down there. <laughs> As, uh, bats. I was just thinking, dark bats. The, the shrink bats of Dramadon. Oh no. And nobody, and there's nothing to reverse polarities. Aww. No, well, you'd have to reverse polarity in the veins of a dark god. And I just had a thought. There are three different colored energons we've met so far in the show. Do we get all the other colors of the green lantern rainbow? Sadly, no. I do not believe there is any indigo energon. Alas. Purple, blue, and green. Yeah, as I mean, great I guess the, as that would be. Yeah, I, I, I guess the, as far as the, although we do get a one further variety of Energon. Uh, oh, we do. Good. Yes. Uh, so we're getting into like kryptonite levels here. <laughs> I assume red Energon like does a different thing every time. <laughs> so sometimes you get like a good ratchet, an evil ratchet, sometimes, uh, RC. Uh, gets like, uh, like an ant head. Oh no! <laughs> uh, anyway, so these are Unicron's antibodies, and they're like weird, like flying manta ray things. Yes, they're really cool. They do look very cool. It's sort of like Remore round mouths, I think? Yes. They move by so fast it's hard to tell what the hell they are. Yeah, we don't get a really good look at one of them, yeah. but they are cool, and this leads to most of the fighting of the episode. Yes, here's your combat. Here's your battle scene. Yes. So Have a, fun. There's a big fight. And we get a the cool uh, scene of Prime and Megatron fighting these things back to back. All slow motion. Yes. Which, Which looks cool, but they're mostly doing the exact same motion, so it's just... It feels like, oh, you save time by only animating it once. Well, you, I, mean, the, I mean, they're these Just little, copy they're probably them. flying too fast for you to shoot, so you gotta go all stabity with them once they get within range. Yeah. You gotta go oh, all bullet time with them. It's a very video game cutscene in between the parts where you actually get to shoot the Shrike bats. And there's some shots here that are very dizzying. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of camera movement. Like if, this, if this was IMAX, I'd be hurling into my popcorn bucket. <laughs> yeah. Still better than the fight at the end of the first live-action Transformers movie, but... So are most things. Yeah. I, I think that is a pretty good fight at the end. It, I, I guess, but it's really headache-inducing. Hmm. There's a lot of shaky cam. Well, yes. I mean, that, it is it is a Michael Bay movie. Yes. Yeah. But that was before he went over the top of the robot gore, so it's not that gross. Yeah, it's yeah. not like all weird and sticky and... Whereas, yeah. for instance, when Megatron gets killed at the end of Dark of the Moon, like, there's just 
goop coming out of every orifice. <laughs> yeah, it's weird and gross. And honestly, those movies, man, I just, I don't even know. I can't. I can't I deal with those I enjoy movies. aspects of them. Anyway. <laughs> and also during this fight, RC totally, uh, Black Widows, one of these, um, one of these Unicron drones. <laughs> like that bit in the first Avengers movie where the Black Widow, like, seizes control of one of those, uh, alien scooter things. Mm-hmm. She she oh. does the exact same thing thing with one of these. That's because RC is great. She is the best at murder. Although I'm trying to think what. Although that movie came out in 2012, so this predates that. Oh. Huh. Well, it's a basic thing to like take over and ride an enemy. Yeah. Anyway, so. I should have uh, done that with a junkie on. <laughs> so, so, so we go back and check in with the Decepticons. Last time we saw that, uh, Arachnid was kind of thinking of taking control of this whole thing. And indeed, now they can't find Megatron at all. And I guess he didn't even tell them that he was going to go into the bowels of the earth. Yeah. Hmm. You'd think, like, you might want to mention that. Like, I mean, le- 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 this is why just, you always leave a note. He probably just assumed that Soundwave would hold down things for him. Well, indeed, Soundwave is trying is to hold happens. down things. But Arachnid is all, hey, listen, this planet is boned. Let's go to Regulon 4 and just start over. <laughs> uh, and is that a planet from any other continuity? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, oh, appara- oh yes, apparently it, it was mentioned by Cup in yes. uh, the Rebirth, where oh, he was yeah. beset by metal mongers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It involved <laughs> metal mongers, and then it's mentioned various other places. But uh, yeah, it's a very like we we needed a generic planet name, Regulon Four. Yes. Ooh. I I appreciate that through this entire scene, Knockout and Breakdown are just spectating. They are Statler and Waldorfing this. It's it's kind of nice not to have a Decepticon who is not trying to take over, who can just stand back and be like, oh. Yeah, they, they don't have enough sassy comments. <laughs> well, I'm uh, just going to follow whoever's in charge. Yeah, so she is, uh, so the Viacons, they seem to be okay with this, but Soundwave is not okay with this. So they have a big fight. Aw, man, Soundwave. As Knockout says, it's always the quiet ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I do like that they pointed out in Ratchet's exposition that, like, Soundwave was one of the first to follow Megatron and, Yes. And, you know, shows him there at the start. I mean, probably that's because their symbol is his face. But additionally, I choose to believe that that means that the the Decepticon symbol in the Prime continuity is actually Soundwave's face. Maybe yet, Megatron was just like, your face looks really cool, dude. And yet there's no, uh, there's no Prowl to be the face of the Autobots. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But he's like, you know, he doesn't, of course he doesn't say anything. He's just like, he just badasses it up. Yep. He's he's sort of doing the thing where 
um, Arachnid is kind of throwing everything she's got at him, and he's just very casually swatting them away. Yes. And then he he sends out Laserbeak, who also kicks her ass, and she's just, you know, whatever. Fine, I'm, we're, we're staying. You win. Yeah. Anyway, she mean, yields. Yep. Back at the Autobot base, Jack is kind of fiddling with that key to the ground bridge. That, Quote, uh, ground bridge. And, and Red Season is, well, yeah, the, the ground bridge doesn't have a key. That is the key to Vector Sigma. Yay, time for See, more it, it, more. it threw everybody off because it wasn't golden boxy this time. Yes. Like it was the both previous. It's like, like I said, when we were doing Beast Machines, I just saw that on like the next episode thing. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Sadly, this threw this threw us all off by not being a gold box. Yeah, so- I forget whether this one actually turns earth into metal it does i'm pretty sure it's just a key in this one that's boring (laughs) so this is um obviously a big part of transformers lore refer back to our uh mid mid period beast machines episodes where we talk about this yeah uh but of course it originates in the generation one two-parter the key to vector sigma which as jen will tell you is where the aerial bots are introduced Yes, it is. That's where the uh, aerial bots come from. They're the best. They're my babies. So yeah, it is, uh, you know. Also, just as a brief aside, they are also a hint for our, uh, in between season special. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's one of uh, Cybertron's uh, most valuable relics and Ratchet says that he gave it to Jack because he's Prime's not planning on coming back. Man. That's a moment. <laughs> like, oh. So, Mega back in the uh, back in the core, Megatron's still having the uh the Galvatron headaches, but he's fighting through it. They he gets them to the uh the entrance to uh to Unicron Spark, and thanks to all the dark energon within him, he's able to open it. Okay, I have now. I am not a geophysicist, so maybe I'm wrong. But if this is the Earth's core, shouldn't gravity be kind of weird? All sorts of things should be sort of weird in here, but they kind yeah. of aren't. Like when Bulkhead is like about to fall at that one point, I'm like. Isn't, like, the center of planetary gravity right there? I mean, you wouldn't even like, fall like that far. Like, where even it would up be. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, they sort of... It should have at least made gravity lighter, but no, they don't do that. Yeah, science is not always a strong point with this show. I just assume that Unicron's, the due to the power of his spark, he's projecting a reality distortion field. I see. I see. Good no prize. Yep. Uh, yeah, but, well, spoilers at the end of the episode, when he, he goes off, they don't just start floating around. Yeah, I really assumed it would be like a, like a load-bearing vi- end-of-level video game boss thing, where we have to get out of here before it collapses. Yeah, nope. Really should be, but you're also at the core of the planet, and if that collapses, 
like things would <laughs> there would be I no assume the earth is destroyed yeah, so uh, start to cave in yeah maybe he's the only thing holding it together <laughs> rocks fall everyone dies so uh, prime and megatron go into the chamber the uh, the autobots just stay outside and guard it and interesting it's kind of telling that megatron didn't bring any of decepticons any of the other decepticons down with him well cuz he's kind of out on his own I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't mention he... anything to anybody about what he's doing. No. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have even told them where he was going. And so, yeah, it's just, he just went off on his own. But you wonder if you brought down, well, certainly Arachnid, it would be definitely be a thing where I am now seizing the power of Unicron for myself. <laughs> that would be pretty great. She would totally do that. She would 100% do that. But yeah, Megatron is showing why it's it can be very useful occasionally to be made of evil. Yes. Because then he can just be like, yep, look, Unicron's system, I am part of him, let me through the door to his spark. So they get into the spark chamber, uh, Prime is going to try and unleash the power of the Matrix. Do, 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 you got the touch, do, do. And Megatron declares- Before they were opening the door, like, Megatron was having the same kind of headaches Galvatron had in Transformers the movie- yeah. But he was resisting them. Yes. Which means Unlike he's G1 Megatron. Galvatron, which Okay, he he's growlier. Yeah. He's more Frank Welker the whole time. That's also yeah. true. So uh finally, you know, they get to this spark. Me- Megatron is now so close that he just goes full Super Saiyan and is possessed <laughs> by Unicron. Yeah. Unicron is talking through him. I do appreciate that Prime just immediately knows, ah, yeah, that's, uh, that's Unicron. Yeah, no, uh, consumed in the dark fires of evil, that's, uh, that'd be Unicron for you. <laughs> no. I know who he's got, like, is. Rob Liefeld glowy eyes. Yes. Both of them, though, not just one of them. Like that kind of, it's that kind of glow where they're not like super glowing, but it's like he has giant energy eye boogers. But he does at (laughs) least still have feet. Yes. Which Hmm. is important. And they're sort of doing a thing where it's like Welker's voice and also John Noble's voice kind of layered over each other. That's neat. Yeah, which is cool. Hmm. I still think that Unicron here should have just been Maurice LaMarche doing an Orson Welles impression, but no one asks me these things. Ah, the French champagne. (laughs) (laughs) For good reason, no one asks me these things. And indeed, because we knew he was going to say it, Prime says that it's time to light our darkest hour. You got the touch, doo-doo. Okay, yeah, we get lines in a bunch of them. This point, yep. I don't care. I've had a lot of between this and certain other works of Transformers fiction coming out currently. I've had a lot of getting the touch stuck in my head lately. <laughs> like as Bless I'm you. reading and/or viewing things. Yes. Spoilers for I guess Lost Light Twenty Four. <laughs> oh, ah, I gotta catch up. Darkest hours are lit. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. Much like Sluggo, darkest hours are lit. <laughs> yes. Okay.
can't just do that. So Unicron's giant face is destroyed. Um, well, there, there's a second there where, like, you see his face. I think it's the only time you actually see his face in the giant, his massive spark that's, like, the size of five buildings. It, at one point, he, his face looks like the MPC from Tron. Or MCP. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, I guess uh, they, they should have brought that in later when uh, when Shockwave dropped in. <laughs> because, uh, I guess Dave, um, what's his name? Um, Corey Burton. Yeah, Corey based Wise? His, Sorry? Uh, Corey Burton based. David Wise? The yeah. uh, no, uh, you're thinking David Warner. Oh, David what? Wise David. wrote a bunch of Transformers oh, David Wise episodes. Is the writer, yeah, <laughs> that's what confused me. But anyway, um, Corey Burton I based the show. I feel like wrote shock. needs to be in air quotes there, though. Well, he wrote them the first time, and then he wrote them, a, he rewrote them a bunch of times for different shows. That's fair. Anyways. Many of them did originate with Transformers. So yes, that's fair. Uh, or Ghostbusters. Yes, or He Man. Ooh. But anyway, um, uh, Corey Burton based the Shockwave voice on David Warner doing the Master Control Program from um, Tron. Tron. See, if only they had made Transformers in the 90s with Shockwave, and then he could have just been David Warner, who was doing lots of cartoon voices at that point. He certainly was. Occasionally involving entire song and dance sequences. <laughs> anyway, so Prime defeats the giant spark with a face by opening his chest and having a chest burster cannon blaster thingy. Like yeah, we, we, we do not get a like actually physically opening the Matrix thing. It just shoots out of him. No, it, it just starts blasting. That makes sense. You don't know if your hands are going to be free when you need to do this. Yeah, was, that's fair. Yes. But it's cooler when you do it manually. Yeah. You, you gotta charge anyway, up your so, command. Uh, so his, his antibodies all die, the natural disasters stop happening, and, uh, June gets a big hug from Agent Fowler. Yeah. <laughs> Fowler's a hugger. Oh yeah, he's a big hugger. Yes. And I think both Jack and June are titch distraught. <laughs> you, you know that, uh, once he eventually moves in, he's going to insist that Jack call him Bill. <laughs> oh, God, no. No. So, right. uh, so yeah, every, and, and we're detecting everybody's uh, life signatures. And Megatron, he's, he's about to, you know, kind of poke uh, the seemingly lifeless Optimus Prime. Uh, and, uh, you know, just maybe kill him, because, uh, you know, he's still Megatron. Uh, but then he wakes up and asks Megatronus, "What's going on? Something, uh, something ain't right here." <gasps> oh, it is a very like oh moment. Yeah. Yes, because apparently, with the power of the Matrix, Optimus also lost the last several million years of memories. Oops. Yeah, everything so he since does- he got the Matrix, it's just that, that's kind yeah, of so interesting. He- that, that's I mean, a, it's very interesting. That's very interesting. It's interesting that we see like a cost to using the Matrix, whereas typically it is the, it's like that one episode of Megas XLR with the five minutes left in episode <laughs> button. <laughs> yes. Well, in, at the end of the return of Optimus Prime, like the Matrix ends up being used up, but it, 
Right. I guess it was like two do- two uses only. Yeah, but it doesn't actually like make Optimus Prime lose his memories or anything, which would be really no man. He just came back from the dead, and then now we're also going to take his memories away. That would be messed up. Well, I I guess it'll just be like the end of uh, Search for Spock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then they'll have to go to Earth and learn curse words. We must find the nuclear vessels. (laughs) I love that. And then they, then then they find, I guess in the uh, fifth one, they find Primus, and the sixth one, they have to make, uh, friends with the uh, Decepticons. And then in the seventh one, a bridge falls on Optimus Prime, and Optimus Primal takes over. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm in favor of this. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, the Autobots bust in, Optimus Prime doesn't know any of them, and Megatron is all, oh, it's, it's our enemies, we better get out of here. <laughs> I mean, they- uh, Orion packs. They also do a pretty good job of making, like, changing Optimus Prime's, like, expressions and mannerisms at this point. Too. Yes. Yeah. So he, uh, he, he, he heads through this, uh, this ground bridge, takes one, one last look at the Autobots, and heads to the Nemesis. Where he is greeted by the uh, the Decepticons, who are, uh, you know, obviously not thrilled to, uh, <laughs> to see them. Very quick on the uptake breakdown, comes at him with his hammer. And- well, better fight this guy. I guess he snuck up behind Megatron or something. <laughs> Look, knockout is the brains of that pair. Yes. Uh, but Megatron says this is a long-lost comrade. Mm. And indeed, back at the Autobot base, uh, everybody's sad. Yeah. And it's Ratchet who figures out everything. You know, and I, I appreciate the, and this is where we leave the season. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of like, oops. Cause they realize what happened. I mean, yes. it, you know, it, it takes them a moment that they realize what's going on, and then it's very like, oops. It, and then we wouldn't get more episodes for another four months. Yeah, yeah so, so that's nice. It, 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 it gives you a lot of time in between to write shipping fix. It actually says, to be continued, and then instantly in my head, JoJo music started to play. Well, roundabout. And a good meme. <laughs> So yeah, that is where I really thought I initially I, I mean, before I saw this episode ages ago I thought this was going to end on a is Optimus Prime dead kind of thing. You know, well yeah, that, that's what I figured the I first mean, time I saw it. But watching it again, that, that was like one of my few memories. Is like, oh, Ryan Pack shows up at some point. I don't remember what happens after this, but I remember no. what happens after shipping. <laughs> yes. And so that is that is a good cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there. Well, it it's not as impressive as the Beast Wars ones where it's like fuck it everyone's dead probably. <laughs> Megatron <laughs> won by destroying yeah, time we, itself. Like we have no idea whether we're even getting renewed. Yeah, yeah, it's not like that. So we're we're just we're just flipping that table prowl this style. Is- Close. It's the closest they've gotten since there. 
Yeah, but this is definitely a we know that Hasbro owns this channel, so we're coming yeah. back for another season. We definitely got yes. at least one more season coming. Yes. We we've seen next season's toys. We're uh, we're all set. Yes. Yes, but but so, as we know now, only uh two thousand ten to two thousand fourteen kids will remember the hub. Yes. <laughs> and it could happen only on the hub. For less than five years. Yeah. Yep, and then it went back to being what Discovery Kids? What Disney Discovery it was it was one chant was it no, it wasn't Disney. Disco- yeah, I think it was Discovery Kids or Discovery XD, one of yes. those thingamabobs. I don't even remember what the hell it is. I barely watch TV anymore. Uh, I don't know. My sister would know she has children in the appropriate uh, age range. Uh. So yeah, I, uh, this is a solid three-parter. I, like most three-parters, it did sag a little in the middle when we're just fighting a bunch of rock unicrons. Rock unicrons? And it unicrons. is weird that they did the unicron thing at the end of the first season. Yeah. Yeah, that does kind of feel like something you need a little more build up to. Like he's a big deal. Yeah, Unicron is your finale. Yes, like yeah. you like like IDW is doing, you just keep yes, going until, until it's time to end everything and then you pull the Unicron lever. <laughs> yes. Br- break glass in case of comics reboot. Yes. <laughs> Basically. Break break glass in case of series cancellation. <laughs> uh, so uh, that is it for uh, for this season of Transformers Prime. Uh, of course, we'll be back to cover next season. But before that, we'll be covering some, a, something, uh, something a little different uh, in honor of this being October, spookiest of all months. Ooh, and our October Patreon is the second part of our Transformers the Movie special, which is not... That's spooky. So we have to get our spooky where where we can find it. Yeah. Yeah, we we might be do we might do a little something as Halloween approaches. Yeah, yeah. maybe for the end as, of the As we draw closer to the witching hour. We may throw in an extra October episode in there somewhere. Yeah. But uh Especially since our episodes tend to come at the end of the month because of planning and when the hell movies come out that we go see. Yes. So uh I, I kinda so we gotta let it be a surprise because there is one connection to Transformers Prime. No, well, let it be a surprise. We'll yes. let it be a surprise. There, there, there's, there's two hints: one being Aerobots, and the other being a a connection to Transformers Prime. Yes, or at least a similarity. Mm-hmm. So until next time, though, we can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. And we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up uh, to help with our hosting and other costs. That is at iacon. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, and as as we were just saying uh, for this month, we have the second part of our Transformers the Movie feature as our Patreon special, uh, where you can hear us talk a lot about Transformers the Movie. Like, oh my god, we have so much to say about Transformers the movie. That's right, and you can uh, you can gain access to that with a single uh, single pledge of one dollar. Yep. Yes, for the simple donation of one dollar a month, you too can provide um, us podcasters with enough money to get popcorn. I guess. 
with a lunch on occasion. Yeah. Offer expires while you wait. Operators are standing, standing by. by. Satisfaction, Garrett. So until next week, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm out and around about. <laughs>